if nothing was holding you back, like if money was never an issue, time wasn't an issue, what would you do for yourself? Like who would you be? And that is kind of how I see the highest self of a true reflection of what you want Mm -hmm. and who you want to be and who you want to represent. It's just like so deep. I know it's just like two words, highest self, but I really think of it as, you know, someone who's taking responsibility and ownership of their issues and open to criticism so they can become better. And someone who's just open to growing and becoming the best version of themselves. Mm, That sounds good. Hey y'all, I am so excited to introduce to you Haley Curtis. She's going to tell you a little bit about what she does in the first part of this episode. So I'm just going to let you know that she is totally one of my favorites. I'm going to link all of the things that she mentions in the show notes, like her YouTube channel, her design agency, um, her Instagram, of course. And please check those things out because she's killing it. And I just don't think you can walk away from her content without getting something good for your life that is going to help to move you forward. So I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. And if you do, please remember to stick around for just a second after and rate and review that podcast. All right, y'all, here she is. Can you can you tell me, tell us, who are you? Like, where are you? What do you do? Like, why are we talking? <laughs> yes. What? I am a life coach and a responsible dog owner, and I am located in Atlanta, Georgia. I met you through Instagram, through a mutual friend, and I'm so glad that we connected because you are a perfect blend of everything I ever wanted. (laughs) Um, But I specifically help people step into their highest power. Mm -hmm. Um, So that really involves. Um, you know, really analyzing limiting beliefs because what stops people from stepping into their highest self mm-hmm. are limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you say highest self, like I, we all have like been like, I think forced to become familiar with that term, like highest self. And maybe mm-hmm. we can credit Oprah yeah. for like, for having <laughs> everyone look to like your highest self, your best self, live your best life, like that whole thing. What does that mean to you when you say highest self? Like, yeah. What does that mean? I'm glad you asked that because it is kind of a, a cliche term. I think of it as like if you had, if nothing was holding you back, like if money was never an issue, time wasn't an issue, what would you do for yourself? Like who would you be? Mm-hmm. And that it's kind of how I see the highest self of a true reflection of what you want Mm -hmm. and who you want to be and Mm -hmm. who you want to represent. It's just like so deep. I know it's just like two words, highest self, but Mm -hmm. I really think of it as, you know, someone who's taking responsibility and ownership of their issues and open to criticism so they can become better and someone who's just open to growing and becoming the best version of themselves. Mm, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Like who wouldn't want that? Right? <laughs> who wouldn't want well, that? who wouldn't want it? I mean, it's uncomfortable to be honest, mm. you know, because breaking through those limiting beliefs is really uncomfortable. Yes. And that's 
a huge reason why I asked you to come on here because you talk about limiting beliefs a lot um, on your Instagram, which I'm going to link in the show notes below. So y'all, if you're listening, definitely check that out. Um, Haley talks a lot about limiting beliefs and it's really, really important in understanding that to getting to this highest self that sounds so good and so great. Um, Can you define what that is? What it's a limit? What is a limiting belief? Yes. So a limiting belief is a belief that we believe to be true. Um, And it limits you from reaching that highest potential. Mm -hmm. So that's it. And it's, simplest form Mm -hmm. um when you're trying to identify them yourself it can be tricky because like you really think it's true Mm -hmm. um like you just you you really believe it to be true so it's it's really helpful when you have someone else to kind of reflect to you what you're thinking and point out hey that's not really true that's Mm -hmm. that's limiting you Mm -hmm. from reaching this highest potential Mm -hmm. and that's why you know coaches are great a good coach will help you realize your limiting beliefs and help you see the other side. Mm-hmm. That is hard to identify because if you think that it's true, then you also don't believe that it's something to be paid attention to. Like, it's kind of like, okay, I heard someone put something like this and they said, okay, it's kind of like your feet. Or your shoes. Like when you put shoes on your feet, they become this part of you, like this extension of you. So you don't recognize like mm-hmm. the weight of your shoes. You don't recognize, uh, you don't oh. recognize like the, your, the boundary of your shoe. You just know that you have shoes on and they are yours. And yeah. so you only really recognize the shoe when it becomes like an uncomfortable shoe, like a really high heel, a really skinny high heel that you know you shouldn't have worn out the house and you did. <laughs> And now you're very aware of your shoe because it's become uncomfortable. But like yes. when you make a comfortable shoe, wow. you don't notice, you don't recognize it after you've put it on. And when I'm hearing you say that, that's kind of how I also, I guess I'm, I'm kind of connecting that because yes. when you have that yes. limiting belief, it becomes so you that it, it doesn't feel separate yes. from you. Exactly. Exactly. And then it's also hard for people to fathom. Mm. You know, like that, that you can live without that belief. Like you can choose to see a different way, change your perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like I said, it, it's hard to fathom because it really, it takes someone else to work through those things with you. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, self doubt. And like, it's interesting as a coach, I am constantly limiting beliefs pop up in my life and the, one of the most recent ones is self-doubt mm-hmm. and you know it's something everyone experiences and it's just uh you know in the moment I can choose to believe that like I'm not capable of really doing this one thing or I can choose to be kind to myself acknowledge that it's hard and think about how can I shift this thought how can I reframe this thought to not be so doubting and negative on myself Mm -hmm. um so that's just an example of like how you can work through a limiting belief once it's identified yeah I can totally relate to the self-doubt limiting belief I have them all the time (laughs) all the time yeah like 
every yeah. day. And I think, uh, I think a lot of coaches do. I think, I think everybody does. And, um, <laughs> yes. especially like when you, when you, when you are, when you're an entrepreneur and it's like you, yes. uh, are it's just you, it's just you, <laughs> it's just me. Yeah. And the, the amount of limiting beliefs and self doubt, I didn't know that they were going to come so hard and so fast. And it's in such yes. numbers, it's like every day having to consciously and intentionally be like, I'm going to not believe that negative thought. I'm going yes. to believe something different. Yeah. yeah. And it really starts with having the awareness around it. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you weren't aware of your limiting beliefs, then you wouldn't know to change it. Yeah. I think what I, what I see with people and I wonder what your experience as well with those you've worked with that a lot of people can't identify their limiting belief. Like you said, because in, like we've said, becomes so much a part of a person that it's very mm-hmm. difficult to separate it from you and to look at it as something that is holding you back. But what I do here is I feel stuck or I feel sad. I feel depressed. Yeah. I feel anxious. Um, how does it show up? How do you, how do people that you've worked with, does it show up in that way? Or how do they even, how do you know that what they're dealing with is a limiting belief? Like what are the symptoms maybe is a good way to ask that question. Yeah. Well, I think one thing, um, you know, as a coach, you really commit to seeing that highest potential in every client. Mm -hmm. So with that mindset, the limiting beliefs become very clear. Um, because you're you're seeing them, you know, they don't think they can and you know they can. You just and so you kind of figure out what's stopping them, what's mm. holding them back, mm-hmm. what excuses are they coming up with. And that's how I personally identify limiting beliefs with my client. Um, but as far as like, you know, if you're trying to identify them yourself, I would start with thinking about something you been wanting to do for a while you've been procrastinating about it and really reflect on why you haven't started and that right there is exactly where those limiting beliefs will be Mm -hmm. um and another step further is once you have an idea of if something's a limiting belief if ask yourself it'll make you uncomfortable to to do it you know like let's say um you know you don't you don't think you're smart enough. Like that was one of my big limiting beliefs, um, getting started with coaching. I was like, I'm not smart enough to run a business. I'm not good at math. Um, and that literally could have prevented me from doing all of this. Like I could have allowed that to stop me. Um, and it was something that I really believed to be true, but I thought about the alternative and like that's the alternative is what I wanted but it was super uncomfortable and limiting beliefs, like conquering your limiting beliefs really require you to get uncomfortable to like step in those uncomfortable shoes for a night, just so you can get over that limiting belief Mm -hmm. and honor yourself by, you know, pushing through that resistance. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because what you're challenging someone to do is stop blaming everything else and to take accountability yes. for your own life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like rewriting it, you know, like I'll check people who, you know, my clients who will 
come up with an excuse. I'll be like, is that, is that true though? Do you mm-hmm. really believe that to be true? And, um, you know, all pretty much hundred percent of the time they realize that it's an excuse and we kind of move forward of like, okay, well, how can, how can we move forward from this? Mm-hmm. What, how can we rewrite this belief to be true? Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of times you, I think you recognize that it's like black and white thinking. Like I always fail every yes. time I try. And the truth is you don't always fail every time you try. There are those exceptions and it's so important to identify those things and to recognize that yeah. there's like nothing that's true all the time, especially failure. Um, exactly. For you in dealing with your own limiting beliefs in, in your business and in being a coach, did you get a coach? Did you journal a lot? Did you, did you meditate for days on ends? Like how did you <laughs> like overcome that after you identified well, it? What did you do next? Yeah. So I, I, you know, I want to point out it's an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like I've, I've figured out my limiting beliefs and I'm all good now. Um, but I've really been working with a coach. Um, I think about the times that I didn't have a coach and, um, you know, I, I got certified last year. So with getting your certification, you, it requires you to do a lot of coaching and get coached cause you need those hours. Right. Um, so I was fortunate enough to be coached a lot by just my peers and the times that I wasn't being coached. I just didn't really move. Um, I would sometimes identify limiting beliefs on my own, but I would really believe them to be true. And it was really the work with the coach that I was able to um, identify limiting beliefs. Like I'm telling you about the last coach I had, we got real deep into this self-doubt and self-criticism that I didn't even know was there. Mm-hmm. Like I had no idea I had issues or, you know, like this big of an issue with like self doubt mm-hmm. and like what it was really holding me back from doing. And yeah. that would have never come from meditation. I would have never figured that out on my own. A mm. friend or family member would have never been able to tell me that mm. it literally took a coach and it was a specific kind of coach. Um, you know, that, that deals with, you know, things similar to that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I really attribute coaching to um, really conquering my limiting beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel that. Um, like I, I love my therapist and uh, I really needed her <laughs> to be able to be like, you know, some of these things that you believe or things that you think or the ways that you've been aren't working. And she didn't say it just like that. Um, but that was that was essentially what she was getting at. And yeah, to have someone who is invested in you and who has all of their attention on you. You know, if you're working with a good coach yes. in that in that time that you're with them, like if you're yeah. working one on one with them or even in a group, their attention is on you. And that is so, so, so um, rare just as in an experience. doesn't mean that people can't do it, like that your friends or family can't put all of their attention on you. But the commitment is different. Right. The commitment is different. The intention is different. The objective is different. The efficiency is different. It's Mm -hmm. all different. 
um, because you've entered into an agreement, like a very intentional agreement with someone to say, this is where I want to go. And it's not just like a, you know, you know, you know. (laughs) Yeah, no, I do know. And I think that's such a good point because like you could talk to um, your friend or family about the things you may talk to your coach, but it would just kind of end there. Mm-hmm. You know, unless like your friend or family member was a coach who would follow through, hold you accountable to getting it done, help you set a due date, check in on you. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of friends like that, but mm-hmm. you're right about it being very intentional. Yeah. Um, and, and you have to have, you have to like make that choice. Yeah. You know, yeah, like you have yeah. to make the choice of like, I'm ready to do this work because yes. you can get a coach. You can set goals, but if you don't do work in between sessions, nothing's going to change for you. Mm-hmm. So you really have to be willing to like commit and do that work. Yeah. And we don't do that with our friends and family. We're not like, oh, like I'll come up with a homework assignment and I'll check in with you next yeah. week. You know, like it's just like not yeah. happening. And it doesn't mean that people no. don't care. It just is not what no. that's not their job. Like it's not it's not right. like exactly. your friend's job to be your actual <laughs> like 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 a professional accountability partner for you like i get the point right and i, I yeah. feel like we're gonna go down a rabbit hole because me and you are like we're both coaches and we're very passionate <laughs> about this so i'm gonna try to bring us out right. of the rabbit hole but i just feel like this is so important that i just can't let it go it really um, is to say like okay, I, I get the principle of saying okay like you, you're someone who i love and care about and and you love me back and care about me back will you be my accountability partner and yeah it's not like a gym partner like it's not it's not what we're doing here like it, right. it's, it's 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 more than that and it, it takes that like constant intentional contact where someone is like and i say gym partner and because I mean, that's something we can all imagine. Like, oh, like me and my friend, right. we would both like to work out or go on a run together and let's go to the mm-hmm. gym at the same time. And you're, but you're doing it together and you usually are going with someone who is about in the same place as you. Like you might have a similar goal and that's why you're doing that kind yeah. of thing together. When you're working with a coach or a therapist, someone who is, uh, who has a specialty and who is like, hey, I have a solution to this thing that you're dealing with. And, um, they're in a they're in a more informed position to yes. help to and they've been trained <laughs> yeah yeah they've been trained to do this yes. job that you know yeah. and like it's totally okay to have accountability partners like I totally recommend that but that is not what coaching is mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know it's just it's so much more than that it's like you said it's it, it's all about the intention. Um, and, and the commitment you're willing to make mm-hmm. on yourself. Yes. Yes. And might I add, <laughs> might <laughs> I add before we go on this point that I think it's just really nice to, you know, someone who's been trained. Yes. And someone who has been, someone who is informed on the issue that you're dealing with. Yes. And also someone who is not trying to work through exactly what you're dealing with at the very same time as you are. So that's like the gym example. Like if if both, if everybody's trying to, both people, they're trying to get a six pack and you both don't have one right now. Well, you are both in the process of getting to that goal, right? Where instead of saying, oh, you have one, how might I go about it? 
it, I think is, I think puts you in a better position to like learn and to, Ooh, like, yeah. to be able to, like I see coaches as guides that are in an overflow. Um, hopefully if you're dealing with a good coach, they're in an overflow of what they're offering as a service. And so when you're in close proximity to that, your cup that is seeking to be filled, which is great. You're seeking to be filled. You should be in close proximity with people who are already in overflow, not who are also seeking to be filled at the same time, which is usually kind of like that friend that is in the process with you, um, which is great to have that support, but it's, it's it's not necessarily moving you in the most effective way. It's like guaranteed growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Guaranteed growth when you're working with someone who's like a level up from mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. There it is. Okay. You're going to learn something. <laughs> something. <laughs> All right. Something's, you're going to pick something up. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, okay. Out of that rabbit hole, we're coming out of yes. that rabbit hole because, okay, yes. we could just go on and on. Um, okay. <laughs> For you and the people that you work with, I'm so curious to know what are like the top three common limiting beliefs that you notice are holding people back? Can you pinpoint them? Yes. Yeah. Um, time is probably like number one, mm-hmm. like literally that's the first one that pops up. Like I don't have time to do that thing. I don't have time to get certified for this. I don't have time to start a blog. I don't have time to find a new job. Like there's just such a time barrier. Um, and so what I kind of help people do is rewrite that. Um, and we kind of revisit their daily routine. It's like, well, what are you spending your time on? Mm -hmm. And, you know, probably like nine times out of 10, like people are spending quite a few hours on like Instagram or Netflix Mm -hmm. or, you know, and that to me is an opportunity to invest your time into something else. Mm -hmm. Um, or waking up earlier or going to bed earlier, like, you know, getting enough sleep so you can have enough energy to do the things that you need to do. So, yeah. you know, whether it's um, the solution is waking up earlier or figuring out time in your routine to figure out, you know, when you have time, but it's not true. You know, people are like, I don't have time for that. And it's just there. You can be intentional. You can be more intentional about where you're spending your time always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, another thing, you know, that with limiting beliefs is like, do you really want that? You know, like I don't have time to do that. Is it an excuse for you not to do it uh-huh. because you don't really want to do it in the first place? So kind of yes, like aligning that need and want and desire, like, well, what do you actually want? If you don't want to do that, then why are you forcing yourself into like, you know, this, like it's this thing you need to do. Yeah. Um, so I think to answer your question, time, um, mm-hmm. and you know, even money sometimes, uh, can get in the way of, you know, I can't afford to do that. Um, and just kind of ending that thought there. And I know that money is, you know, can be a limited resource. Um, and it's more about like, immediately closing off the opportunity because you don't have enough money, Mm -hmm. you know, like 
you can save, you can put $5 aside a day or whatever you can handle to save up for that one thing. It may be in a year or two from now, but you can do it. You can afford it. You just have to be more intentional Mm -hmm. about really wanting it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I see money being an issue with limiting beliefs. And then also just self-doubt. I mean, like self-doubt is pretty much, a huge limiting belief. Um, not thinking you're capable of doing it, not thinking you're entertaining, not thinking people are even going to want to read your stuff or like look at your stuff, um, like not believing in yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really help people with that specifically of showing them what I see, like literally being a reflection of, well, you've already done this, this, and this. And like a lot of people love that. You've already done this before. What, what's really going on? So we yeah. get very clear on the self-doubt issue. Yeah. Um, and yeah. <laughs> those are, I think, I, All think, sorts I don't even of know. It's like, <laughs> like those top three cover about 97%. Of yeah. Some like form of it, right? Some form. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that a lot of things can fall, like so much just falls under self-doubt. Um, like you're saying there, so that just covers a lot of ground. If yeah, out of those three, could you pick one and tell us how someone might be able to start working on that one today? Yeah. Let's see. I think like self-doubt would be like the most important one. Um, I mean, I could, I could speak to all three, but I'm going to choose self-doubt. Um, mm-hmm. so I think it'd be just the most beneficial one to know. Um, it's to be completely honest, it's really hard to do on your own mm-hmm. because like I said, like these beliefs, these really believe them to be true. So how, how, I mean, it's, it's going to be up to you to really challenge yourself when you have the awareness around a belief that's not really serving you um, or it's just, you know, maybe not how uh, your friend sees you. That may be a good way to identify it. Um, but it's something that you just really believe to be true. People tell you all the time, you're really good at this and you just, you don't think so. Um, that challenging that yourself. Um, and like I said, it's super hard to do on your own. I'm, I, I, don't do it successfully. That's why I, I hire a coach to help work through those limiting beliefs mm-hmm. um, over time. Cause you know, it's not like let's have one hour session to work through this. Like, no, it, it takes some time. Um, it can take like, you know, anywhere to six weeks to three months um, to actually see some change because mm-hmm. this is not just a quick fix because it's going to continue to pop up. And it's a matter of having the awareness and how to react to it and having the tools um, of how to like treat yourself and move forward and rewrite that belief to be true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm hearing that one of the best things someone can do today is to just be aware that there's something mm-hmm. going on. That's like the best thing yeah. you can do is just to be honest with yourself and notice what, where in my life, Coco, Coco, we're on set. 
We are on set, <laughs> Coke. Um, where, where in my life do I feel stuck? And then I think sort of like relaxing into that, that, that you don't have to know how to do it because there's people like Haley that know how to do it. And that just, but you have yeah. to know that there is something to be done and be willing to do something about it, even if you don't know how to do it and you don't, cause you don't have to do it on your own. Um, exactly. Yeah. I know. And they're just so tricky because like, I just keep, I keep going back to this, but like you, you it's, a, it's your truth. Like limiting beliefs become your truth and it's so hard on your own um, unless you're super intentional and like, very like reflecting and reflective and really looking into yourself and maybe already doing a little bit of inner work. Um, but it, it really helps to have someone else bring it up, you know? And I mean, we've all experienced that with like a friend, you know, like I, I immediately think of art, um, you know, not thinking like my painting is pretty or whatever. And everyone else just admiring it being like, Haley, that's, so good like oh my gosh and me you know like at that moment right there when a majority of people are saying you're good at something and you're having this resistance of accepting that yourself and believing it to be true that's a sign of an limiting belief and like how to kind of identify it because you know if, if the majority of people are kind of seeing this positive thing that you're creating or impacting it's it's most likely true. It's just you're 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 battling in your mind of um, acknowledging that to be true. Yeah, like it's so easy for people to say like, "Oh, well, they're just being nice." Like nobody has any reason yeah. to just be nice to you. Like pe- yeah. most people don't have like they're not just doing it to do it because they have nothing else to do. <laughs> like they're they're saying it because yeah. it's true and it's real. Um, if exactly. anything, people people don't say, and we were you and I were talking about this before we started recording, right? Like people people don't don't say as often as they actually even think that you're doing something positively or that exactly. you're good at something. People much more often keep those things to themselves, and they're they're still loving what you're doing without saying anything. So exactly, so when you do find that, wow, there are people that are saying it. They've already overcome a barrier of themselves to just even reach out to say anything to you or to speak something positively to you. So people aren't just saying things to say it. If anything, people are just keeping things in to keep them in. It's not the other way around. So if you're hearing those things and those affirming, validating things, it's because Mm -hmm. like there it's, it's real. (laughs) It's real. Absolutely. Yeah. That's such a good point. Haley, this was really good. And I love yes. this. Is, um, this is my first time talking to someone else who is a coach, and it's just like such a different blow. Like it just feels different <laughs> because, like, I love that we can connect in that way. And before we yeah, go today, too. I would really love if there's anything that you just feel is really important, anything that's like on your heart or mind to share. I'd love if for you to share it there's something yeah um I think just like some advice that I was recently given was like just to keep going um and I think that's important to share right now like if you're you're you know thinking about limiting beliefs or struggling to 
uh, get something started? Like, what is the smallest step you can make in the right direction to just honor yourself and actually start that thing you've been wanting to do? Like, and just keep going. Like, don't give up. Um, and if you need support, Taylor and I are here for you um, to help, you know, uh, come, overcome these limiting beliefs so you're able to really step into that highest self that we talked about earlier. I love that. It's a perfect end to this conversation. So yay! <laughs> thank you, Haley. Of course. Do you mind if I plug something? Sure. Okay. Well, I'll be launching my YouTube channel within like the next month or so. Um, and I'll be, it'll be basically um, a lot of personal development as well as responsible dog ownership. So things to, better yourself as a person and also a dog owner. Um, and my handle is Haley Curtis. So go subscribe to my channel. It's going to be great. And my Instagram is I am Haley Curtis. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to link it in the show notes too. So definitely check Perfect. out the YouTube video. And um, yeah, I meant to actually, I put a note on here was when you said earlier that you are a responsible dog owner. And I meant to say something at that point because um, I just think that that's so cool. I love it. And yes. um, what you do with with your own dog, Noodle, first of all, it's just <laughs> cute to watch. Secondly, it's just very impressive. It's very impressive. So oh, thank you. please check that out. And I'll put those links below. Thank you, Haley. Awesome. Of course. This was so much fun. I certainly hope you enjoyed that. I did. <laughs> so if you have a second, please just take a moment and rate this podcast. If you have two moments, review the podcast as well. I would really appreciate it. Absolutely check out Haley's stuff. It's in the show notes below. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button so that you get notified when there are new episodes every week. All right, y'all. I'll see you next time.